Thank you for listening to In Good Faith, the Central Reformed Church Sermon Podcast. This episode's sermon is titled, Building Blocks for the Christian Life, Mercy, and is based on 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12-17. through 17. It was delivered on Sunday, September 11th, 2022, by Pastor Steve Pierce. Nice to see each and every one of you here in the sanctuary, and welcome to our worshipers online today. We are going to begin a new series in the Timothys, first and second, and we will be spending a lot of time in these books for the next two months through the end of October. So buckle up, get serious. We have our first lesson from our lectionary passages, First Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. Listen now for the word of God. I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence, But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason, I received mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life, to the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Peter. As the world reacts to the death of Queen Elizabeth II, who reigned over her people in the United Kingdom and the British Commonwealth for more than 70 years, serving as the one constant for her people in an inconstant world, we, on the other side of the pond, are reminded that the only constant we have in our lives is change. Whether you're a member of the royal family or you're just the average guy, gal, trying to make a go in this world, the greatest challenges we will face is trying to adjust to the changes that come our way. And our control over these changes is limited. Sometimes our hair changes color. Sometimes it starts to fall out. Um, We gain a little weight. Our metabolism slow down as we age. Our children grow up. They move out of the house. Some of you are going through this right now. And then, of course, there are the other changes we have no control over. The shifting economy, the gyrations of the stock market. They cause us worry at times. 
But there's also the breakdown of a relationship. And there's the death of a loved one. All of these things can change us. But if that wasn't enough, down the road, some of us will, will welcome grandchildren. And our grandchildren start the process all over again. And they make us humble. Let's face it. It's just not easy trying to control the cadence of our lives. Change is difficult. We don't always welcome it. We don't always want to entertain new ideas. And we don't always want to have our, our minds, our attitudes challenged. I would say all that to you with the exception of a few things. There are exceptions, like a life-changing event. You get married. You have a child. You decide to take on a new job. Young or old, that's a challenge. Or you step down from a position of leadership. Or you retire. These events force us to look at things differently. But then there's also tragedy. Tragedy, like a sudden death or a loss of bodily function or a bad diagnosis or the result of some catastrophic event, change our minds dramatically. Think 9-11. Where were you? What happened? Some of you were around when JFK was assassinated. You remember the exact moment when the phone rang or who told you? Or think about the recent shooting in Memphis, Tennessee, yet another tragedy. Or maybe for some of you here, it's the passing of a monarch. And then sometimes these painful moments hit a little closer to home. On Friday night, my best friend from high school and college called to let me know his mom died. It was 6.30. I was getting into the dinner hour. And he said, look, it's just been a whirlwind. She died of a, an aggressive form of cancer. It was excruciating. I'm now just calling loved ones. No pressure, no expectations, Steve, but the funeral is tomorrow morning in Columbus, Ohio at 11 a.m. Now, I'm smart enough to know when a friend's in need, and I'm also smart enough to know when you just show up. So at 5.30 in the morning... I hopped in the car, made my way to Columbus, got there just in time for the service, and his wife and my friend Chris both broke down and were so grateful that I came. I was grateful to go, and the service for Marcy Old was so uplifting and inspiring, and it brought closure for all of us who were reeling in shock from her sudden death. And so when these hard times come, it's only natural to take a survey of what you are doing under these extreme circumstances. So there's life change, there's tragedy, but there's one other exception to dealing with change. And that's a spiritual experience. Some of us have had a radical spiritual encounter and we've never been the same since. Others of us have grown up in the church and our spiritual experience was from week to week, every Sunday, being in worship and in fellowship with others. 
But sometimes we experience a moment of the divine, the Holy Spirit, call it what you will, and our thinking is never the same again. I think that's what happened with the Apostle Paul in this epistle to his young protege, Timothy. He talks about this experience in the book of Acts and then again shares parts of it in several of his epistles, including the letter that we are reading for today. And as he shares his testimony, you can tell he's coming away from this spiritual experience with gratitude. He embraces his new life and he looks at it as opportunity. Reminds me of a particular man in a congregation not too far from here who was known as a real saint. He is generous, and loving, a man of prayer, principle, and self-discipline. Well, one day, the members of this congregation decided they'd like to share their faith stories. And that's what they did one evening. And they were shocked at what they heard from this man's testimony. It included alcoholism and abusive behavior. It also included a story of marital infidelity and a family torn apart. And then one day everything changed. The man said, I found God. Or rather, he found me. (laughs) And so he quit drinking. And he took control of his life. He got a handle on his temper and his language. And he started to rebuild his life one block after another. And every morning, even to this day, this man wakes up He rises out of his bed to say, thank God I am not the man I used to be. Thank God for his mercy. That man had the same sense of humility and honesty that we read right here in this letter to Timothy. The apostle Paul knew what it was to be under the banner of God's mercy and grace Several times he declared that it was only by the grace of God that he was even able to go out and do ministry, to have the courage to stand and address the crowds. Now some of us here, we know our stories of life before God. Perhaps not as dramatic as the apostle's story, but we know what it's like to change because of the Spirit's work in us. In the book of Acts, we learn how the apostle's life was turned upside down. And it all took place on a street called Straight, the road to Damascus. Before meeting Christ, he thought of himself as the archetype of virtue, a champion for God. But after he believed in Jesus as his Savior, He sees himself as nothing more than, quote, a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence. Think of this. We know that it's two critical things that happened in his life. First, his checkered past was forgiven. He talks about this. 
He talks about the forgiveness of God and how it allowed him to start right on over. He was no longer bound by the error of his ways. He was, as he so eloquently puts it in another letter, a new creation, a new man. The old is gone, the new has come. The past had no claim on him. And yet he used his story to encourage others and to help them understand that people can change. People can be different. They can be better human beings. The other thing that happened to Timothy is that God gave him the ability to change. And he couldn't do this on his own. The work of the Spirit in his life. The Apostle Paul was now able to do far more than he had ever dreamed of or thought possible. And this is why he says in another letter to the people in Philippi, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That makes me wonder today as we think about the building blocks of the Christian life, how many of us long for this forgiveness and the ability to change? How many of us yearn for a deeper relationship with God but we're not always sure how to get there or how to build such a life. We face trials and crises of all kinds and then when those times come we are shocked when we find out our faith is pretty fragile. But it doesn't have to be this way. I think what we do is for the next couple of months look at these building blocks for the faith and strengthen our own and each other's in the process by running this incredible spiritual race we call discipleship. So that during those dark moments when tragedy strikes, we're not caught off guard, but we're ready to face any trial. And today's first building block is mercy. Mercy. A billboard I saw on the freeway not too long ago in West Michigan said this, Grace is when you get the good things you don't deserve. Mercy is when you are spared from the bad things you do deserve. And God is generous with both. In just a few moments, we're going to experience God's generosity here at the table. And as a friendly reminder that we stand on the shoulders of giants, you will see the two flagons that flank the table. One is from First Reformed Church, Grand Rapids, and the other is from Second Reformed Church, Grand Rapids. Remember, we are first and second merged in 1918 to become Central Reformed Church. We are standing on the shoulders of giants. But more importantly, This is all possible because of God's mercy, because of God's love, because of what God has done, is doing, and will do for our benefit. And so, as we build block by block our spiritual lives in Christ, it is my hope and prayer that like the Apostle Paul, we will say, Even though I was formerly fill in the blank, 
but by the grace and mercy of God, I'm a new person. And for that, we can rejoice and be glad. Let's pray. Our gracious God in heaven, we thank you for the gift of your word and for this powerful testimony that reminds us even though there will be change, you are the one constant that never changes. We want to build our lives on these truths And so as we first build on this block of mercy, remind us again of just how bad it was and yet how good you are. We are grateful. We are grateful for all the blessings you pour out into our lives, one right after the other. And so we pray these things in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people say, Amen. New to Central? Since 1840, we have been connecting people to God and to one another through scripture, sacrament, song, and service. We are located on the corner of College Avenue and Fulton Street in the Heritage Hill neighborhood of Grand Rapids. We hope you'll give us the opportunity to meet you in person soon. To learn more about our mission, ministries, and the ways you can grow and serve, please visit our website at www.centralreformedchurch.org.